Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong and I have the pleasure to be here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you today? Oh man, I'm so happy. You know, the spring is here. Yeah, I think the winter's past this. We're getting close to getting herd immunity with the pandemic. So I think we have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, there's a, a, you know, nice weather aside, there's a, there is a lot of things to be grateful for. That's a good perspective, Dr. Mann. And I'm excited to be here with you as always. And we've got a wonderful show lined up for you. And we're going to be talking about uh, something that maybe we don't initially think about when it comes to our teeth and our mouth and making sure that we're healthy, but we're going to be having a conversation about heart disease. And uh, as I said, Dr. Mann, that's, that's probably not the first thing that we would associate with the dentist, but um, why should we maybe think twice about that? Well, heart disease is the number one killer in America. You know, most of us think, wow, you know, with the pandemic, you know, it, it might have taken a back seat a little bit, but heart disease is still up there for both women and men um, as the number one cause of death. And um, it's something that, uh, you know, we have focused on for a long period of time because it's been uh, a problem. You know, we changed our diets back in the 70s from a, a high fat diet to a low fat diet. Um, that hasn't worked. So um, some of the things that, you know, traditionally we think um, work don't necessarily work. Uh, there's been a lot of drugs that have come out to help us, uh, you know, reduce our lipids and cholesterol and things like that that have helped. But I guess the underlying question that we have to ask ourselves is what is really leading to uh, heart disease? Is it a multi-factor uh, type of thing or is it just diet? Um, well, studies are showing it's multi-factor. It's not just diet. And our mouth plays a really important role in both diet, but it also plays a role in harboring bacteria. And that bacteria can lead to heart disease, we now know. And most people don't think about that when they think about heart disease. They really more think about exercise and diet. But the bacteria in our mouth is a, is a, is a really major uh, cause of heart disease. And we really have to start um, getting the word out and educating the public about that because we've done it, uh, you know, from a heart disease standpoint with exercise and diet. But um, one of the main, main causes is the bacteria in our mouth. Yeah, you're exactly right. When we think of heart disease, we think about uh, diet and exercise. Those are the first two things that come to mind. You know, we've seen changes in, uh, I guess, the, the fast food and restaurant industry where, you know, they list calorie counts and things like that. Maybe they put little designations uh, on uh, different foods at the grocery store that say things are heart healthy. But you're exactly right. We don't hear about the connection to our mouths and to dentistry. We don't, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because... Um, if you go to the American Health uh, Association's uh, website, uh, American Heart Association, it basically says, you know, and it shows how, you know, arterial sclerosis starts with the bacteria in our mouth. And so um, the, the problem with that is, you know, we're not getting the message out at an early enough stage. And, uh, you know, even even in the dental world, um, I think we have not done a good job in educating uh, our younger population on, hey, you know, if you don't take care of your teeth, 
you don't get your teeth cleaned on a regular basis, it can lead to heart disease. Um, if you allow infection to brew in, in your mouth, um, it can lead to heart disease. So we have to start at a young age because um, that is the most important age to start at because, you know, with good habits, um, you can prevent some of the diseases that we see in the mouth that lead to heart disease. Yeah, and I know, Dr. Mann, we've discussed periodontal disease on the program many times. And can you tell us about how that affects the heart? Well, 50% of our population currently has periodontal disease. And that's probably shocking, not to you, Jason, but listeners have never heard that before. 50%. Now think about that. That's a pretty high number. And um, it's the number one disease in America. We think um, it's, you know, cancer, heart disease, or, you know, with the pandemic, but the number one disease that people have that's silent, they don't feel it usually, um, is periodontal disease. And periodontal disease has a direct link to heart disease. And when we think about periodontal disease, we think about bacteria under the gums. And that's basically what causes periodontal disease, is that bacteria builds up around tartar that builds up on your teeth from plaque. So plaque builds up on your teeth first, and then that plaque calcifies, and that's what tartar is. And it can calcify um, where you can see it above the gum line, but it also can calcify below the gum line. And that bacteria lives around that tartar and uses that tartar as a house to keep your immune system from fighting it. And that bacteria um, can come in many forms. There's probably about 14 to 18 different bacteria that we know of that are directly related to periodontal disease and bone loss around your teeth. And we know that about six of those, of those 18, um, directly affect the heart. And what they do is they leak uh, from the blood vessels around the gums of your teeth and they travel in the bloodstream to the heart. And what they do is they deposit in between the, the inner part of, of those vessels. And what happens is cholesterol and other lipids from our fats that we eat in our diet are then deposited right on top of those uh, bacteria. And the reason for that is our body knows they're bad for you. And they actually put a soapy-like substance over those bacteria to try to keep them from spreading to other parts. And when that lipid, uh, fatty uh, blood comes through, that fat just attaches to that soapy, sticky stuff. And that's the beginning of what we call arterial blockage or arterial buildup. And um, that's just one uh, way that we start to see the, the progression of heart disease occur. Well, Dr. Mann, I got plenty of other questions for you, and I want to remind everyone that if you're in need of a checkup, maybe you've been putting it off due to COVID-19, uh, now's a wonderful time to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann. Make sure that you don't let anything like periodontal disease creep up on you. You can find more information about Dr. Mann online by going to smileman.com. Dot com. Man has two ends at the end, smileman.com. There you can very easily book an appointment. You can find information about Dr. Man, his team, and all the services that they provide. And you can also find information about his three locations. He has three offices, one in Cary, one in Garner, and one in Fuquay. Smileman.com is the website. Or you can also call the office if you prefer to do business that way. It's 919 462 93 
9338. Taking a quick break, but we'll continue our conversation right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And today we're talking about the link between dentistry and heart disease. And Dr. Mann, before the break, we were having a conversation about periodontal disease and you, uh, you very clearly kind of explained what happens and how that affects us, but I know there's 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 even more to that conversation. Absolutely, you know, um, we've talked about C-reactive proteins before that are created from periodontal disease, and these C-reactive proteins, just as an example, studies are showing that if you are um, exposed to COVID, you get a super inflammatory response from these periodontal C-reactive proteins, which can lead to a, 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 a bad outcome if you happen to catch COVID. There's about a 10 times greater risk involved with um, dying from COVID if you have periodontal disease. Now, we take that inflammatory C-reactive protein, and it's not just affecting our immune system. It's also affecting our, our whole body. So those inflammatory um, cells, uh, C-reactive proteins, they cause inflammation in the arteries, okay? And those that inflammation kind of swells those arteries and ca- causes them to start being, instead of being, and our vessels as well, instead of being um, limp, okay, they harden, okay? And that is what we call uh, cardiovascular disease. Um, when we think of heart, we think of, you know, that thing that keeps us alive pumping, but there's also the vascular system around that heart that these bacteria affect. And it's all due to uh, inflammation from the C-reactive protein that's trying to fight that bacteria um, that's in your mouth. And until you get that bacteria under control and get that tartar removed, it's a constant battle because your immune system cannot fight that bacteria because it puts a bubble around itself and it won't allow your immune cells to come up and kill it. So, um, when we talk about, you know, uh, bacteria in the mouth, uh, we talk about how smart they are and how they try to evade our mu- immune system. And, um, they do a very good job of it. And that's why we see 50% of the population with periodontal disease, because our immune system can't fight it once we get it. And now, uh, periodontal disease is not the only infection of the mouth that can cause a problem with the heart. Can you tell us about uh, maybe another dangerous infection in the mouth that needs our attention and needs that maintenance? Well, you know, if you're not visiting the dentist, there's a great chance that you have um, decay, which is a, which is a um, bacteria. It is a disease because it causes um, your teeth to disintegrate, and it is a bacteria. Um, the problem with um, uh, decay is it will get um, bigger and bigger and deeper into your tooth. And when it gets into the nerve, your nerve dies and that nerve has blood vessels and the blood vessels are what allows the center of that tooth blood flow in your immune system 
to um, fight off any bacteria. But when that nerve dies, which um, it happens once the decay reaches that nerve, you get an infection at what we call the apex of your tooth or at the top of the root. And that infection, um, your immune system, again, can't fight it and get up into the center of that tooth. And so that infection is a chronic infection and it can be acute as well, meaning it can, you know, hurt really bad. But once the hurt goes away, if it's leaking throughout your whole body, you don't get a lot of pain with what we call uh, an infected tooth or, uh, or a toothache. You can get what we call a chronic condition of uh, infection in the tooth. And what these have shown um, in studies is that they go, um, this type of bacteria goes in and, and it actually um, affects your heart valves. Um, we know that it travels, can travel to your brain. We know that it can travel to any kind of um, uh, hip implants or knee implants that you may have. Um, but, but it's very dangerous as far as cardiovascular um, heart valve wise. And um, heart valves are needed to shut off the valves as you're pumping blood through your, um, through your, uh, your heart. Um, and there's some, some studies even say over a period of time that they, once they damage the valves, that you can get leak, you know, a leaky valve. And so they're not anything to, um, uh, you know, an infected tooth, even though it's infected and it's not hurting you, um, it, it, it really is dangerous, really, really dangerous to keep it um, untreated. And um, I, I'll give an, a good example. We had a, a lady who um, had an infected tooth and she had no pain whatsoever. And the tooth um, had a filling in it, but her nerve had died. And um, she started having um problems with balance and uh she went to the doctor and they did a scan a brain scan and they found lesions on her brain and they thought that she was she had meningitis so they were treating her for meningitis and she never got better but she just so happened to be in for a checkup and she was due for what we call a 3d scan which is a panoramic x-ray that we do in our office um every three to five years and we do ours in 3d well, it just happened that I found this infection on that 3D scan. Well, we extracted that tooth because she wanted it out, meaning we, we pulled that tooth. And within two weeks, her symptoms had disappeared. So that tells you the danger of having an affected tooth in your mouth and what it can cause. Um, you don't want it in your mouth. And even if you don't have pain, you want to address it. Yeah, our bodies have... Uh... Uh, a, a very interesting and fascinating way of fighting things, and when there's when there's something in there that our body doesn't like, it will it will react, and you know you 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 can't tell you know, other than the symptoms that you feel, um, you know, when, especially with things like that where that require specialized tools and scans to be able to determine. Uh, there, there's just no way that the average person can figure out what's going on. You know, uh, silent um, diseases are the worst because they're chronic. And chronic diseases um, affect you over a long period of time. With an acute disease, you usually can tell because you have symptoms right away. And then you can get it treated. Chronic diseases are the worst. You know, cancer can be considered a chronic disease because you don't, you don't really have any symptoms until it gets to a certain point many times. Same with uh, periodontal disease. Same with an infected tooth. Um, heart disease is a chronic disease. You don't feel it till you possibly have a heart attack. So these chronic diseases um, are the ones that we have to worry about because they don't display as symptoms. And you're right. Um, we have to treat them and try to get to the underlying cause if we want to have a healthy, long, prosperous life. 
Yeah. And again, that's why it's so important to have that regular checkup. And if you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can do that very easily online by going to smileman.com. Man has two ends at the end. Smileman.com. You can book an appointment very easily online. You can also find information about Dr. Mann's three offices in Cary and Garner and in Fuquay. Smileman.com is the website to go to. And you can also call the office at 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Don't forget you can always find more information about him online at smileman.com. Man with two ends at the end, smileman.com. Having a conversation today about heart health and how that relates to dentistry, Dr. Mann, we've gone over a, a number of things. We've, uh, of course, hit on the topic of periodontal disease. And, uh, you know, there, there's another thing that's connected to our, our heart that we often don't think of when we think of uh, you and dentistry in general. But, uh, Dr. Mann, your office screens every patient for sleep breathing disorders like sleep apnea. Um, so let's get into how sleep apnea affects the heart and the cardiovascular system. Well, when you have sleep apnea, um, and most people, again, it's, it's something that you don't know you have usually, unless you have a partner that's telling you that you're stopping to breathe at night or you're snoring really loud. Those are two of the most common, um, symptoms. The other symptom is, uh, feeling tired during the day, but a lot of people don't associate that with sleep apnea. They just think, oh, I'm just chronically tired. There must be something wrong with me, but sleep apnea affects the heart because when you have obstructive sleep apnea. Um, you don't get enough oxygen into your lungs um, and your oxygen saturation in your blood drops down um, while you're sleeping. And this can happen multiple times an hour or it can happen, you know, a hundred times an hour. We've seen some patients um, where their oxygen saturation drops a hundred times an hour. That's a lot, isn't it, Jason? I mean, a hundred times an hour. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, someone putting a, a hand around your neck and trying to, you know, trying to choke you and, and get you to stop breathing. And that's really what sleep apnea is, but it's occurring due to, you know, our, the back of our airways shutting off if you have sleep apnea. And what that does is when that oxygen levels drops down, um, our brain says a signal um, to our body to go into fight or flight. And you would do the same thing if someone was choking your neck, your brain would send you Hey, fight or flight. So what is the first thing that happens? Well, your heart starts increasing um, its, its rate. So your heart rate increases significantly. And the reason for that is um, you have to get oxygen to your cells. That's the most important thing. You can't live without oxygen too long before your brain cells start dying and other cells in your organs start dying. So we, your body knows that. That increase 
is because the oxygen saturation in your blood has decreased and your heart rate is increasing the blood flow around your body to get that oxygen to the cells quicker because it knows it's not saturated um, enough. And um, if you think about this chronic condition, if you have it and it goes undetected, your heart is overworking when it should be resting at night. Your heart rate should be in the 60s while you're sleeping, 50s and 60s. With sleep apnea, we see it jumping up from 60 beats per minute all the way up to 120, even sometimes 130 beats per minute within a half a second. Um, And so if you went to a hospital, I always tell people, if your oxygen saturation gets down to about 92%, they would put you on an oxygen cannula. Well, we see people with sleep apnea dropping into the 70 percentile. Okay, that's very, very low. So you can imagine, Jason, how hard your your uh, heart has to work if you're in the 70 percentile. If when you go to a hospital, they put you on oxygen if you're in 92 percent. So um, the heart is having to work overtime, and that's what creates chronic heart disease. Okay, now there's a cardiovascular component to that as well because undiagnosed sleep apnea also due to that increased heart rate, it raises your blood pressure. We've had several patients that we treated in our office for sleep apnea that have had high blood pressure that the doctor or GP has never been able to get their blood pressure down with, with drugs. They've tried to maintain it at a, at a, a decent level, but they never got it back to normal. And, uh, We've, we've treated these patients for sleep apnea because they'd never been diagnosed before. And guess what? Their uh, blood pressure goes back to normal without drugs. So um, blood pressure, if you have had blood pressure and you're a listener out there um, and you feel tired during the day or you snore loud or, you know, your wife's telling you you're stopping breathing or, or, or husband, you probably have sleep apnea and you need to get it. Um, diagnosed because the long-term consequences of that is cardiovascular disease. Yeah. And I think those symptoms are, are really important to monitor because, you know, when, when you're asleep, you don't realize what's going on. You need someone there. And especially maybe if you, if you live alone or don't have someone sleeping in the room with you, it, it's very hard to tell if you have sleep apnea other than maybe feeling fatigued during the day. And that's why it's so important, Dr. Man, to, to make sure that someone's actually checking you for this. Yeah. And you know, another thing is waking up a lot at night. You know, I hear so many people like, oh, I wake up like twice to go to the bathroom um, during the night. Well, that's not normal. The reason why you're waking up um, and thinking that you have to go to the bathroom if you're doing it multiple times a night, it's because the sleep apnea is waking you up and then your brain, you feel like you need to go to the restroom, rest. Uh, you know, go, go use the bathroom. So you go use the bathroom. Um, if you stayed in deep sleep, your body controls that and you would never have the urge to go to the bathroom until you wake up in the morning. And then, and so that is another sign. If you're, if you're living alone, um, that if you're waking up multiple times at night, um, that's, that's a telltale sign. Um, you can also record yourself if you're living alone. I tell people to record themselves and see if they're snoring. There's a lot of great um, apps out, um, on your phone that can record that. Um, you also can invest in a pulse oximeter, which is very cheap. Um, and, uh, you can get those on Amazon for less than $30 and it will, um, it will monitor your oxygen levels in your blood throughout the night. And, 
you know, tell you what your average is. If your average is down below 94, uh, 95%, then I would, I would investigate it. That's great advice. And uh, Dr. Mann, I'm coming to your office next week, and uh, I know you have a very easy sleep apnea take-home test to sort of monitor your patients, and uh, I'm going to be partaking in that. So I uh, just want to make sure that I'm not at risk for some of these uh, potential diseases and uh, scary health concerns that we've been talking about today. If you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can do it very easily by going to Man. Dot com. Man has two ends at the end. Smileman.com. You can also find information about Dr. Man's offices in Cary, in Fuquay, and in Garner. Smileman.com. Or you can call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Dr. Man, we got to get out of here, but what do we have on tap for next week? Uh, we are going to talk about dental implants uh, and how they can replace missing teeth or help tighten your dentures up so that you can eat anything you want. Excellent. Looking forward to that. We are out of time. We hope you will join us again for that show. On behalf of Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great day.